0: Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Monday on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. When the Patriots season ended, I told Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston we would be contacting him sooner rather than later in the offseason here. We gave him like two and a half months of a reprieve from us, but we couldn't wait any longer. So Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston is back with us. Phil, how are you? I've missed you dearly, Brady. Thanks for giving me a shout here. There's there's plenty for us to get to get into. Yeah, the off season. Not so much from the Patriots' perspective, but the off has been insane. Have you even gotten a break yet?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, not quite yet. I think we we had a few hours, maybe down at the owners' meetings in Palm Beach. The sun was pretty nice down there. It's nice to see the sun a little bit. Um, so we we got a little bit of a breather there, but we were working there too. So it's it's all good. It's fun, man. It. <laughs> It keeps us on our toes, especially um, when the Patriots are making moves on a Saturday afternoon. That's that's when you know there there really is no downtime, even in the offseason.
0: Yeah, Patriots acquired wide receiver Devontae Parker from the Dolphins the other day. A couple of draft picks change hands as well. What do you make of the Pats' newest receiver edition?
1: Well, this is really, Brady, what the Patriots have been looking for. Uh, I've been reporting really even before free agency started that one of their priorities would be to add size and speed at the receiver position. And that's what everybody wants, right? It's easy to say that, but it's really something that the Patriots receiver room has lacked. When you, when you looked at this room prior to this trade, it was a lot of short to intermediate complementary types of options. And Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar was signed to be the deep threat. He was signed to be that guy that draws coverage. He just wasn't really able to do it all that effectively and talking to, coaches around the league that had the game plan for the Patriots last year, they weren't concerned by what the Patriots had on the outside. They weren't concerned about the Patriots ability to threaten deep down the field. And so the Patriots knew that it made them relatively easy to defend, even though the Patriots ended up having a top 10 offense in terms of scoring points. And even though they had one of the best run games in football, they knew they were making themselves too easy to slow down by not Forcing defenses to defend every blade of grass, Right, that's something that we've heard the Patriots say time and time again for a long time now. And so they knew they needed this kind of presence on the outside. Now, they had to thread the needle a little bit, right, because they wanted that kind of presence. They didn't want to really pay for it. And that's typically what you have to do with that position. So somebody like Alan Robinson, who was a free agent this year, they loved him last year when they had a ton of money. He was out of their price range this year. Even lower-tier guys like Mark Elvis, Scantling, DJ Chark, those guys get around nine million, $10 million a year. Those guys are out of their price range for what they would be providing on the field. Here in Parker, you don't give up a ton. You get him for about $6 bucks each of the next two years. And when he's at his best, when he's healthy, the last time he was healthy, he was actually also in a Patriots offense, Brady. And he put up over 1,200 yards. So if you get that type of presence for Mac Jones, it could make everybody's life easier on that side of the ball in New England.
0: You know, Phil, I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way, and I'm sure you're warding off these same people on, on Twitter that are saying what I'm about to say here. Devontae Parker, I'm sure, is good. He represents a high upside player. He represents better than Nikhil Harry. That's all fine. But the league is taking big swings now. Everybody around the Patriots is taking big swings now. This feels like a move like, yeah, it's a little upgrade, but it's not DK Metcalf. It's not Tyreek Hill. I mean, should the Pats evolve their thinking into taking those kind of shots?
1: You could make that argument. You certainly could. I I would say that, especially given where the league is going financially and where the salary cap's going year after year after year, it's easier to make that kind of push whether it's for an individual player or overall as a general team building philosophy, it's okay to push money towards because money's coming in, you know, barring another pandemic, God forbid, you know, that's the one time that the the cap has really stagnated and gone backwards. You know what you're going to be working with years down the line in terms of your finances. And so there is an argument to be made that you can be even more aggressive and be willing to give up more money. But, We also know that Bill Belichick has a certain philosophy on on how he feels is the right way to build, and it wasn't what he did last year. That was okay for one year to build a competitive team very quickly, which he did, and kudos to him for that. But he does not view that as a sustainable method for building a good team. And so while all these other teams are doing what you're saying, Bill Belichick does not want to be a part of that group. He feels like the best way to do it is to be disciplined in your spending spend when you really need to, but build through the draft. And so that's where he's at right now, and it's going to be something that he has to be willing to accomplish over a longer period of time, because it's going to take another at least one, probably two or three quality draft classes before the Patriots are back to where they want to
0: be Phil Perry, Pats Insider, NBC Sports Boston with us here on the Brady Farkas show on WDEV AM and FM and Wdevradio.com Phil, if you told me that Devontae Parker replaces Nikhil Harry and the Pats take that home run threat at receiver at number 21 in the draft I'd feel really good overall, but everything I'm reading says they're not going to do that, so where are they looking in the draft you think in their first round?
1: Well, my understanding is this does not rule them out of the receiver market when the draft rolls around. Okay. The question there, though, is, okay, does it put them in the first-round conversation? Does it put them in the day-two conversation at that position? And that, to me, is to be determined. It's going to come down to what's available to them. It's going to come down to value. It's going to come down to what they think is is their biggest need when they do finally get to the draft, and there's still a little time here, and there may be even more additions made down the line i think what this has done for them is that it's given them some flexibility it has reduced the urgency for them at that position i think this was a glaring need for them and it would have had to have been a a need that you addressed in the first or second round probably in this year's upcoming draft class now maybe you don't have to force it in that way I, i would say that it's a similar situation to what they're looking at at corner brady they feel like malcolm butler can play And they felt like, in 2020, Malcolm Butler was a very good player. And if that's the player that they get, then they're okay in terms of not having to force it at corner early on in the draft. Now, do you still need talent at both of these positions? You do. And so I would not rule the Patriots out from from looking into players at receiver, players at corner with that 21st overall pick. But if the player that you love isn't there and – for example, this is a very deep offensive tackle class. This is a very deep edge rusher class. If there are players that fall to you at 21 overall at premium positions like those ones that you really love, that you could argue with a need for the Patriots, you know, Isaiah Wynn, he's not, he's not under contract beyond the 2022 season. Trent Brown, who knows what his health is going to look like you know, in the next six months or so you know, tackle might be a way to go there. Edge might be a way to go there because across from Matt Judon you still have plenty of questions. So this has just given them some flexibility. I think they're still going to be looking at drafting a receiver. I would I would expect them to draft a receiver in this year's draft. I just am not sure exactly when because this Parker move has has given them a little bit of flexibility.
0: Are the Patriots closer to the top or the bottom of the AFC as we sit today?
1: That's a good question, Brady. I would say... They should be. Here's where they should be. They should be back in the conversation for double-digit wins, and they should be in the conversation for the postseason. Will I predict right now in April, before the draft, that they're going to be back in the playoffs after getting there last year with the rookie quarterback? No, especially after losing what they lost on their coaching staff, in particular Josh McDaniels. You know, you want to throw the losses of J.C. Jackson and Shaq Mason in there? I would agree with you there. Those are significant losses as well. So I'm not going to say they should be in for sure, but they should be sniffing it. And if they're not, that to me is a major disappointment. I know there are some people that cover this team very closely that feel like the Patriots could be a four-win team and they could be down the bottom of the conference right there with the Jaguars and the Texans. I'm sorry, I, I can't get on board with that. They still have too much talent. They do have a quarterback who should make serious improvements this offseason and Mac Jones going into his second year and they still have a guy that that is widely considered the best coach in all of football still to this day. That should be enough to get you in the conversation for the postseason. I don't think they're threatening the Bills for the division, but they should be in the conversation by season's end for one of those wild-card spots.
0: What did you make of Robert Kraft's comments last week? I mean, I'm not one of these guys who says, oh, he put Belichick on the hot seat, but it did seem like he was putting – Belichick and the organization on notice a little bit. What'd you make of what Kraft had to say?
1: Yeah, he's impatient. He's impatient, and uh, listen, I, I'm, I, I sort of agree with it. Him in that he feels like his team should be in contention this year. Now, I don't know. I don't know if they really should be in contention for a Super Bowl. Like I think that's strong, although that's where I think his standard is right now. But they should be good. Like there's no reason for them not to be good after what they did last season. There really isn't. And if they have another step back here, I think Robert Kraft is well within his rights to be upset about it. Now, there, there's the you know the the implied sort of or else or what if attached to Kraft's comments, and I and I'm not sure there's much there after that. Like if the Patriots end up having a 500 ish season brady is bill belichick going to be on the hot seat and be fired i I highly highly doubt that but he wants to see progress and and that i think is totally reasonable and within his rights i know everybody sort of rolled their eyes and said oh wow sorry robert you haven't won a playoff game in three years must be so hard but when you spend the way he spent last year You know, when you hit on a quarterback the way that they did, when you're paying your head coach at the top of the league in terms of his salary and you're expecting a lot from him, there's no reason they shouldn't be, again, sniffing playoff contention and and in the mix to to win a playoff game this year. I really believe that that is attainable for them. That's that's not Behind this the sky thinking on his part
0: well i'll get you out of here on this i'm actually a big fan of the jabril peppers move for all the the belly aching i've done about the pats off season i really like the peppers move gives them some what i think is needed physicality and athleticism how did you see that move
1: yeah this is uh one of those moves that you could chalk up to trying to get younger and faster on the defensive side of the ball now people look at that and say well well you mean how? Like he's he's not even really all that fast in terms <laughs> of so, you know, the world of defensive backs, but when he's playing at the second level, he's playing at that linebacker level, and now you have the ability to have Peppers there as well as Kyle Duggar, as well as Adrian Phillips. Now that linebacker level that everybody complained about last year being too slow gets a little bit more athletic. You add Mac Wilson to that mix, that's somebody who's a, a, a much better athlete than the Patriots typically have at the second level there and maybe you put him alongside a Juwan Bentley, so you don't need the two hulking linebackers on the field at the same time. You have one who can do the dirty work there and who can take on the guards one-on-one, and you can have another who flies around and can make some plays and can chase people down, you know, running backs out of the backfield, tight ends going across the middle. Uh, This this defense, to me, still needs talent, especially a corner, but they have gotten faster, and the Peppers move is one that, that just gives them flexibility. Brady, they got killed by backs out of the backfield, tight ends, receivers in the flats you know the deep stuff against the patriots last year now a lot of that might be due to jc jackson's presence he's obviously gone but the deep stuff didn't really hurt the patriots defense last year it was a lot of the catching run stuff in the short to intermediate area of the field when you add a peppers and you get a little bit more athletic at linebacker you should be better suited to handle some of those things. Jonathan Jones will be back in the slot as well. And so now you have all these guys that can play a variety of different roles. They can play slot receivers. They can play big slots. They can play backs. They can play tight ends. You can have four safeties out there at a time next year, Brady, and just allow those guys to exchange, not just from snap to snap, but within the context of a given play. If you're playing zone defense and you're looking at three different eligible receivers to to the formation – and they end up running a certain concept that forces you to exchange. Well now you have the athletes that can do that. Prior to this, if you're looking at Jonathan Jones, you know, send it you know, and you're playing zone and, and you want Jonathan Jones to send his responsibility, sort of hand him off, quote unquote, to Juwan Bentley in coverage, you know, that's probably not gonna work because Juwan Bentley can't run with a slot receiver. But if it's Jonathan Jones passing someone off to Jabril Peppers or to Kyle Duggar, well now you've got multiple Athletes on the field who can handle a variety of different roles. I think that's what the Patriots are looking for. They're just looking for for speed and athleticism, yes, but for flexibility as well to be able to handle the sorts of diverse passing attacks that they'll see week to week now.
0: Phil Perry, Pats Insider, NBC Sports Boston. You can check him out with all of his draft coverage and his draft prep at NBCSportsBoston.com and also the Next Pats podcast. So, Phil, draft season is less than a month away, so uh, I know you're getting excited, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again around the draft as well, but appreciate you stopping by today.
1: Sounds good, Brady. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks for having me.